Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. Welcome to episode 14. Oh, what's that on the TV over there? Oh, I think I have something I have to listen to. I really want to read this comic. What was I doing again? Can we just get on with it so we can move on to the next thing? Please. This is episode 14. Right. Episode 14. So, today we wanted to spend some time talking about... um, Distractibility. Distractibility. Yes. And we're not talking about... uh, ADHD level diagnosable uh, type stuff. Um, certainly, those things are exist out there, and and there's no question that um, those are real problems. And we are in no way, shape, or form qualified to discuss those in any real way. Well, I am. Are you? Of course. Oh. Okay. But I'm going to choose not to. Because we wanted to talk about just distractibility when you have a lot going on in your life. Yeah, so if you're trying to maximize your life in the middle... <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> ...tends to put an awful lot of balls in the air. And there are certainly times when uh, those balls run the risk of, uh, of falling. So all of this started... A couple days ago. A couple days ago. So Saturday morning, uh, I woke up, and as I do every morning, I went into the bathroom, I put my contacts in, and I turned the shower on so that things could warm up. No, this started a couple day, a day or so before that, when we were having that conversation. Uh, I guess. Well, yes, but the more fun part is to discuss it this way. Mm-hmm. So... The prior night, I had sent some artwork done by um, an artist to another friend of mine who was a writer of a story with me. And he, I, it's, actually, I think I got the artwork that morning and realized that I didn't send him something that morning. So as I was waiting for the water to warm up, I got on my phone to decide to send somebody an image via text. I thought you said your phone rang. Well... So I sent him the the image via text. Well, typically, I would send that image and then put the phone down, get in the shower, though typically I might also listen to a podcast while I'm showering, which is part of the issue at times. Um, I don't actually think that's part of the issue because I like to do that too. But when my phone fell off the top of the shower, I gave up on that. Yeah. So, but then... He didn't respond via text. He called. So he called me back to discuss the artwork that he had seen. Did he hear the water running in the background? I doubt it. Oh, right, because you left the bathroom and walked into the closet. 
So I picked up the phone call because it was weird that he was calling right away, but I said, oh, maybe there's something that he needs or whatever. So I picked up the phone and started talking to him. Well, meanwhile... Ten minutes go by. That might actually be a... a it's absolutely true because I watched the clock. No, I was thinking that might be too too little a time. No. Well, for the to- I'm not going to let for, it go on right. that long. So, I'm sitting there happily talking to my friend. In the closet. In the closet. While the water is pouring down the While drain. While the water is pouring down the drain. I'm sitting there and I'm having this conversation. Then all of a sudden, and I, I really wish that this at times was a video podcast <laughs> or a video, a video thing. Aaron comes up and goes, and now you can't, you can't see, see it. it. Because this is radio. Hands splayed open. Hands splayed open. Mouth open. Mouth eyes open, open. Eyes open. Wide as saucers. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, huh? And she's like, you're talking on the phone and you're wasting all this water. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was planning to do my normal morning routine of getting in the shower and the water's been running this whole time. So I kind of sheepishly... Reached into the shower, turned the shower water off, and then you kind of stamped. I'm going to go you stamped off down the steps. Yeah, because I was in the make, in the middle of making breakfast for everybody, and I had she to go back because the stove was on. Yeah, she was she was not pleased. But um, And then I actually continued having the phone conversation for another... Few minutes. Might have, been, might have been another five to ten minutes. Which is fine, as long as the water's not running. Right. Um, but it highlights something that I've noticed more and more often is, um, is the case with myself. And we've had some conversations about this that, and I don't think it's unique to me, but I, because of the way just our world works, there's always so much coming at us. We were looking at one point at the weather channel. Because there was big yes. storms this weekend. Yes, so we, I was keeping a close eye on that. Right. And so just at one point, I I, I looked up at the screen, and I'm not that You made a very interesting point. There were, while this storm was happening, and it's Hurricane Irma, so we're time stamping this a little bit, right, for people who might be listening in, in the future. Um, there were no less than eight unique streams of information on a single television screen and some of them were static and most of them were not static if right, you well, recall the main picture of the person talking standing about in the rain standing in the, in the rain and the wind the crawl which we've come to almost expect on every single television newsy show type uh, of thing. Yeah, any newsy sports weathery anything. newsy or yeah you're watching a bait of football game there's the crawl everything oh, has yeah. it but you know i guess tv shows don't have it quote unquote but then there were two unique graphics about the track of the storm the radar right the radar and and where the pressures and everything well were. that was a static thing up in the corner it just said like the millibars right. and the northwest that two miles an hour or whatever the wind right. speed that yeah. was a static image static then there was the actual radar image. Showing the movement, movement, right. movement. There was another crawl type thing 
below the main crawl that yeah. was, I think, more like static. And the crawl, for those who might not call it that, is like the New York Times or the stock, the New York Stock Exchange ticker symbol right, that just flies constant by. Constant information going along in Streaming sentence form by. at the bottom, and then. Two other things. I don't know what other things there were, but there were eight unique things. And so in our... And I do remember watching the Weather Channel 10 years ago. And there was no crawl. Maybe it was 10 years ago. Maybe it was seven. Maybe it was 15. I don't know. But there was one giant image. And when the reporter, like in the studio, went to the reporter on the street in the in the storm, like one image... Flip to another image. It wasn't sixteen things all on the same screen, right? And it so was we are much less distractible. We are bombarded in this day and age. And let's not even talk about cell phones, please. Yeah. I mean, we're but we're just generally speaking everywhere, every in every way, in everything that we see, we're bombarded with information. And for me, definitively, it is very difficult to stay focused. And I think there's a continuum. It's not black or white like we were talking about last week. It's not... It's not. Um, you're either good at filtering the information out or you're not. There's a continuum, 0 to 10, 0 to 100, what have you. Or, um, or you're better sometimes, you're worse others. Right, it depends on your state of mind, if you've been meditating, if you got a lot on your plate, if you're stressed, if you haven't eaten well or slept well, a lot can influence it. Right. But for me, it especially in, you know, I have, with with the work that I do as a financial advisor, which has its own challenges of, you know, focusing. Needing, need to focus. A need to focus on those kinds Real of need. And then the other work that I do as an artist and as a comic creator where there are... Which needs... I'm going to jump in here. It needs focus and it needs discipline, but it's even a trickier thing because it's a creative outlet. So I think creative outlets are most effectively pursued or enhanced upon or grown when they're uh, triggered by f- uh, creative um, inspiration and you get in the flow. So you can't necessarily structure out and meter out, okay, I got 30 minutes that I'm going to dedicate to this creative pursuit. Sometimes when the flow hits you or the inspiration hits you, you kind of have to juggle things around because if you don't capture it when it's coming to you, it will leave you and then you won't have it anymore when you go to sit down and do it. So I think that's a little tricky. I agree with that, but you know, if you because I've done a lot of listening to people who talk about people who who do this as their full time thing, and people who are you know creatives who are working, you know, because comic books, while it is a creative enterprise, it is also you know it's also uh, a it's a it's a it's a job with deadlines and you know there's times where you just have to say well look you know what uh, I may not be quote unquote in the flow right now but I got to get in the flow because I got to get stuff done because deadlines are coming so I've heard enough people talk about how how to harness it sort of well, or not how to harness it, it but just it sort forth. of just sort of recognizing that you can't 
choose. It's not like you're a fine painter and, right. oh, today I don't feel like painting. No, like if you're in, in uh, there, you there's a word that's yeah, escaping me, but it's, it's, a, it's a commercial endeavor, right? It's, it's commercial art. And so you got to do it. It's deadlines, right? Right. Um, but in but in addition to what you're talking about, which is the idea of okay, you have to call forth the creativity yourself. But bless you. Um, Thank you. But then there's the added thing of let's say you can call forth the creativity at this moment. What do you apply it to? Right, if you're working on three different, five different things. Do I letter that book over there? Do I work on the cover for this comic over here? Do I do the commission thing over here? Do I do this other side project that came along that's very interesting? That Or do you make a phone call and brainstorm some new idea, right? Or do you draw that page over there? Do you ink that story? Do you write that story? And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm being a bit exaggerated, but not that much at any given time. And maybe this is part of also a broader problem for me. Yeah, we may have to talk about that too. <laughs> Someday. Um, is there's, you know, six or seven irons in the fire. And that's not even talking about undeveloped ideas that I've had where I've we written should tell down a our, Yeah, we should tell our listeners that sometimes you um, get so inspired and it, the, it strikes you so hard when it strikes you that you've had to get up in the middle of the night and write your ideas into your phone, type your ideas into your phone so that you don't lose the storyline inspiration that came to you. So, or just because the storyline itself is keeping me awake, and until I at least spit it out in some way, shape, or form and get something down on paper, you won't be able to go to sleep. I can't really sleep that well. And so, you know, and that's again a, a similar kind of thing that other people who are in this kind of field have talked about as a problem for them that when inspiration strikes, they need to get it on paper or in this case digital paper so that um they can kind of say okay now i can move on you know now i can get out of that rut of nessus not rut that's a terrible term to use but that that track of thinking about it and how to do it and what the steps are and and what's the next piece of the story um but then once that's done and once that sort of okay initial capture of the moment Right of that first thread of an idea. Um, now, what thread do you go pull on and start to you know? I don't know. Pull weave, on or weave? Weave. Not pull on. That unravels no, it. Yeah, I was gonna say weave into something that is an actual produced creative piece, and that is an ongoing struggle for me. Of you know being able to say, okay, I'm gonna this thing over here. I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to just press forward on this path to get to the end. But then sometimes you say, okay, well, I'm going to do that. But then you're waiting for co-collaborators, mm-hmm. co-collaborators, collaborators, just collaborators, collaborators to do their part. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, I'm now I'm waiting on that. So, okay, which one of these next cards should I pull out of the deck to do some work on? Oh, okay, well, I'll do that. And there's a way to manage it. There's people who are doing it, as I've said, as professionals day in and day out who, okay, well, I've carried this up to the point. I carried the ball forward here. Now I have to hand the baton off to the next runner. 
Okay, then I got to choose. Okay, then it's this race I'm going to do. I'm going to push this one down the field until I can hand it off to the next runner. Okay, go to the next one, push this you know, down the field. It's interesting because I used to work, as you know, in college at an architecture firm. You did? Because that, of course, what? had nothing to do with what I wanted to do with my life, but you got to do what pays the bills. So I remember I was in the office part where we took care of the financial reports and whatever nonsense. Um, it felt like nonsense to me because it was so dry and painful. I hated it. But all of the architects had projects that they worked on, and they would have to submit the hours that they spent. Like their time had to be accounted for, yeah, like just a like lawyer. a lawyer. Yeah. It had to be on this project or that one, and they would submit their week's hours towards what project, and we had to kind of bring all the architects and all the projects and show with each project each architect that spent each amount of time and then another report with each architect and the projects they worked on but it reminds me of that so I don't think it's just um, specific to comic book creation I think it's any kind of project oriented project management right right you have to manage I'm, I've put my hour in on this and I can't go any further because I'm waiting for the other person or the call back or whatever. Now I'm moving on to project number two and I'm going to, like you said, move that forward to the degree I can. Now I got to switch to three. Oh, one just came back. So I'm back to one again. And you right. just. And you then just juggle to... that all into the mix of all the other Things. stuff that is part of maximizing life in the middle. So now I have to suddenly. Okay, now project one just came back and I'm ready to go forward on project one. But, but in there's the meantime, no time for it. In the meantime, who has to be picked up? To who has to be dropped off? Volleyball, or oh, I have to take this person here, or oh, we got to go to New York City for X, or you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, there's and into that mix of stuff, there, you know. That distractibility that, you know, and how that, do you... And that still doesn't even account for the phone and the social media and the alerts and the pings and the Email. Beeps, the phone calls, the email. It doesn't account for any of it. I mean, really, if, if you think about it, you sent me that really interesting article probably a year ago about um, the rapid speed of the uh, growth or improvement or whatever you want to call it, advancement of technology and how if you the author was saying he did it in a funny extreme way what what's the drop dead factor and what he meant was death units of progress how far back in time do you have to go if you lifted someone out of that era that year and plopped them into today how far back would you have to go before you plop the person in and they were so shocked by what they saw they just dropped dead right on the spot? <laughs> Which right. is kind of funny and silly. But if you think about it, even when, like I talked about the Weather Channel, when I think back 10 or 15 years when the Weather Channel was kind of a, a toddler, whenever I don't even know how long it's been around, but when it was newer and a child in its childhood, it was very simplistic. There was one thing on the screen... They switched from the reporter to the street and back again, and it was one person on the screen at any time, and that was that. And I think about cartoons. The cartoons that kids watch today are fast-changing. Bing, 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 bing. 
And if you looked at, and oh. I have done this with the kids, put on I put on Fred Flintstone, I put on <laughs> so, the Jetsons. So slow, they can't. Oh my goodness! Can't hold their interest. Well, it it actually does, and I think only because I introduced them to it young enough, and and they're at fifteen, twelve, and ten. Technology and movement was slow enough when they were still little that I could introduce them to a really slow thing and they could still sink their teeth into it. But a kid who is two or four or six now, you try to show them Fred Flintstone, it probably looks like a comic book. It probably looks like it's a static image almost to them. Right. And, then, you know, there's even further extrapolations to take both of those analogies. Like if you go back to, forget the Weather Channel... Go back to the weather, uh, the the ten minute weather segment, which I think they still do though. We don't watch the the nightly news, so oh yeah, they do it at the end with the little with the little person standing in front of a little. They do still do that. A at, little red thing news. that says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then but they, instead they of it put being, a little smiley face. Yeah, instead of it being a like a felt smiley face that they put up there with um Oh yeah, Velcro. You're, you're gonna love you're gonna love Look Tuesday. At smile, Look at it, and they put a little smile sunny face, remember <laughs> that? Like oh now it's God. all digital. Right. So but. cute. Oh, do you remember? <laughs> I actually am remembering this. When I was really little and I would watch the weather on the news, the, the, the weatherman would pull the, the map, like he would have a map of the U.S., yeah, he and he would pull it out like, like in school. They used to roll the map down <laughs> like a blind in the window. They would roll it down on the chalkboard, in front of the chalkboard, so you could look at the map. But then when you didn't need the map, they would just roll it back up like a blind. Our weatherman used to roll it, <laughs> to roll, roll the thing roll out from the side. Not a chalkboard, <laughs> the map. It was like a sideways blind, and he would take the little, the little uh, hooky handle thing, <laughs> and he would pull the map out, and it would be the U.S. And he would say, "Oh, and our weather is this and that," and then he put that map in, and then he pull the map of the state out, so he'd zoom in closer. And he would say, oh, and now, you know, this storm's coming or we're going to get snow or whatever. And the map would go back. And it literally is a physical map that he pulled out. And now we're... That was old school. We are really, really dating ourselves. Oh, my gosh. Right now. That was these in the 70s. Are, these people are like, you're not in the middle of your life, people. You're at the end of your we're, life. You're so old. We're dinosaurs. <laughs> well, you know what, what we could, we could t- say what our son said to me. he used to say i said something about watching tv when we were little or when i was little or whatever and he said oh did they have did you have electricity back in the olden days (laughs) and then he said oh wait 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 that's right that was the dark ages (laughs) (laughs) oh lord i lived in the dark ages (laughs) anyway so back to modern Stuff and distractibility. So one of the of things, modern life. Yes. So one of the things that I have used in the past, and for some reason got away from, and I'm you know sort of recommitting right now, uh, recently to trying to use more to help me stay. You're going to use our audience as an accountability partner. Uh, you just said no. <laughs> you just said I'm recommitting right now. Oh well, yeah, sure. We can use the audience as an account, but but one of the things that I've used in the past, and then recently I'm saying, hey, I'm focusing on trying to do this again, is uh, a product from a gentleman named Dave Say. 
And we'll put the link yeah. in the notes um, for those who like this idea. Right. And so he has there's a bunch of different productivity um, pieces that he has on his website. But one of them is called the Emergent Task Planner, which I first heard about on another podcast, um, the Lean Into It Art Podcast. And they talk a lot about his various products. So the Emergent Task Planner, is it's nothing unique except that it really lays the day out in um, 15-minute increments. And it, it gives you both a chance to kind of build your schedule out for the day of like the amount of time you're going to take each thing. And then over on the side, you kind of um, list the things that you want to get done that day. You have little bubbles for the amount of time that you think it's going to take versus the amount of time that it did take. But it's a very graphic, it's a very graphic, uh, and I don't mean graphic as It's in, like bubbles. It's like uh, filling in bubbles on the yeah, it's like Scantron a, tests. Right. It's like a very, uh, for, for somebody who's visually oriented, it's really, it's kind of a powerful piece, I think, in a lot of respects in that it enables you to kind of look at things, see them in a certain way. And then sort of plan your day around, um, you know, what might be out there as blocks of time that you know, hey, I'm going to be swallowed up. And then it also gives you an opportunity to write at the bottom, you know, where you were pulled off task, where where the phone call happened or where the sudden need to drive somebody somewhere or, you know, oh, I this thing happened and it, it pulled my focus away from these things that I wanted to accomplish. That has worked for me in the past to kind of help me focus and stay, um, you know, stay on task, so to speak. So that's something that I'm uh, using again. And I think uh, hopefully I'll be able to integrate that into uh, doing it on a regular basis to kind of keep me, you know, in a better um, degree of focus than I have been recently. And, you know, I'll say two things. Number one, <laughs> for those it speaks to, it speaks loudly and it speaks well and it's like a best friend. For those it doesn't speak to, maybe it doesn't speak at all or maybe it just blares at you. When last fall, I oh, think it was winter. No, it was this past school year. I was feeling particularly overwhelmed and my overwhelm might last a day two days, whatever, and then I'll get a handle on it and sort it all out. But during the middle of my overwhelm, you came, you bounded into where my desk is, and you were so excited, and you said, look what I found for you. Maybe this will help. And you slipped this piece of paper under my nose, and I took a look at it, and I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I hadn't looked at it yet. I said, oh, thanks. I'll take a look at it. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting hives. Can I put this in the shredder? It so doesn't speak to me. It was so painful. I thought, oh my gosh, you want me to spend how many minutes of every morning doing this? For what purpose? I can't even imagine. And then I have to spend time learning how to do it. Oh my gosh, it sounds horrible. But it really spoke to you. So if it speaks to you, you should absolutely adopt it. And the other thing I'll say is it's kind of interesting because as you explained it, it's almost exactly like my old-fashioned paper calendar. Sure. I got an eight and a half by 11 paper calendar because I realized that I'm a visual person too on a diff in a different way than you, but I'm a visual person and I, rather than just having my calendar on my phone, which I do, my schedule, I can't see it 
all at once, like by the whole week. And so I got an old-fashioned paper calendar that's got lines every 15 minutes, 8, 8, 15, 9, you know, 8.30, 8.45, I can't count, all the way through to the end of the day, and I just plug all my stuff in. So at a glance, I can see where I'm busy, what part of the week, where I have gaps. Right, so it's thing, interesting. The thing about the calendar, though, that, that to me makes it... Um, you know, and I, and I there's elements of what this is that are calendar like, but it's not a calendar. It's well, it's a, got that extra piece that allows you to keep track of the projects on the side. But it's also, I mean, you 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 take one of these each day, and you look at it in conjunction with your calendar, so that your calendar has like, oh, I have to go here. I have this thing. I have that thing. But the thing that this does, it says, okay, well, put in your things that are on your calendar and now say, okay, what are the other, so those are the things that the are on your calendar. Spaces. Where are the open spaces and what do you want to get done? Right. And you prioritize them. I want to finish this cover of this comic today. I want to do dialogue for this page. I want to, you know, and this obviously I'm speaking of it now only in a comic creator kind of a sense. I want to finish up these drawings for this conceptual piece, right? Like, okay, where are they going to fit in? Where are they going to slot into these spaces? And then, and this is the, the part that I find really intriguing about it, is you go back at the end and you put in the little radial dials of, oh, well, I thought it would take an hour. It actually took... Three hours or 15 Three hours minutes. or it took 15 minutes, right? You overestimated or under. And so then you start to see and you start to be able to, to, to get a sense of how long does it actually take me? Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got to finish this commission. It almost seems like a time study. Or yeah. A- I slotted it for an hour and a half. It took three hours. Okay, well, maybe next time I have a commission to finish, I better put a little bit more prom- time in. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't underestimate the time it's going to take you. So with all that said. And that can also go with, um, you know, that could, that could, if it speaks to you, it could speak to a stay-at-home mom who is on the PTA and volunteers at the hospital or has to take the dog to the vet or what have you. It could speak to someone who coaches their kid's team or has some other creative outlet that they're trying to squeeze into their margins of their life or, or whatever. It can speak to a lot of different people, men and women, working, non-working, parents, non-parents. It can speak to everybody. Kids, maybe. Yeah. All right. So with that said, this podcast is now right about at 30 minutes and 11, 12 seconds, add? 13 seconds, 14 seconds. Okay, and stop I getting only distracted. Bubbled, I only bubbled it out. For 30 minutes? For 30 minutes. Okay, so. can I borrow like another 30 seconds before we call it? All right, you get 30 seconds. Another thing that we're going to start doing, which I have mentioned before and we haven't acted upon it, but we're going to actually commit to it now. And I want to say this because it may help somebody out there who's listening. I kind of look at all the different things that we're involved in. Your comic book stuff, the kids, your work, my work. Your business, my two businesses, your two businesses, whatever. Exercise, eating right, the kids' schedules, a million different things. Reading, meditating. Podcasting. Podcasting, all of it. And I think of it like a juggler having balls in the air. 
And so each ball is a different topic or thing that's an element of what we have to do. And so I thought that it might be a really good idea if we have a weekly staff meeting just like a business would. Right. And we kind of label all those balls that we're trying to keep up in the air. And then each week we just take a glance at each of the title, each of the labels and say, okay, how's this going for you? How's this going for me? Do we need, does it need any attention? Do we need to work on it? Is it going well? If it's going well, What's we coming just go, well, this is good. Move on. If there's a sore spot that's not really seeming to go well, then we have to spend some time trying to make it a little more effective or make it work better. So in addition to the emergent task planner that you are going to try to implement to help you stay on task daily, we're also going to have the staff meeting each week where we're going to look at each category and just kind of week by week see how things are going to keep us all moving forward. So that's all I wanted to add in case it helps anyone out there. And that was... <laughs> With that, we will wrap up as the two sidekicks, Gizmo and Kidder, are in the midst of uh, yeah, engaging that... in a middle mini battle. That was Gizmo after the cat was trying to pull the ear off his head. <laughs> Because that's what the 10-pound bully does. Right. He beats up the 80-pound guy. All right. So with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>